Today, my superior gave me a box of Ethernet cables, which were previously attached to mainframe storing classified data. He requested I cut them in half so that the residual data would leak out. Not only does this guy make twice my salary, there was no convincing him otherwise. I cut them up. Hi, I'm Filtercord. <laughs> yep. Welcome to the. Those were the yeah, dulcet well, tones of filter cord. And I'm filter cord. Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. With me, as always, is filter cord. Mm-hmm. Wait a second, Johnny Riot's lost here. What happened? Oh god, we always lose somebody. We lost this. Johnny Riot. We always lose someone on this intro. Just yeah. <laughs> I'll find my way out. Soon. Nothing goes. I just, gotta, I just gotta make sure I'm always touching the right wall. I'll get out eventually. <laughs> Furry walls. Mm, mm. Mm. All right, so mm. let's get into this weak void of good news. It's all bad news, um, so I hope you've come to the the right podcast here. But we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, you know, anything anything can happen here. Um, so uh, if you guys get the chance, uh, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff over there as well. Follow us over on Twitter. So, you know, when we go live and do junk just like this. We have a few games coming out this week. Um, we had a small debate about uh, owning um, a disc reader on your computer. And if you own a disc reader mm-hmm. on your computer and you decide to get Microsoft Flight Simulator for PC, that's mm-hmm. 10 discs. Yeah, if you own a disc drive on your computer on a gaming PC right now, um, you are legally obligated to install the physical copy of Flight Simulator so that you can like <laughs> yeah. send your disc yeah. reader off to a Viking funeral that way because it's it's done it's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like uh, unfortunately I have a floppy reader on my computer, so <laughs> they're sending me all 376 floppies um, in like five years. Isn't that like the last of the floppies though? Aside from your floppy that you talk about daily, the last. Of the floppies, I got a floppy. I can tell you all about, folks. I I was there's no reason I was I was moving something around in my head about this being a you know a family show, yeah. but God, that went out the there's window no. about sixty episodes ago. Yeah, well, can't but, blame uh, it on me. That yeah, was well I, before my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just a product of the environment. Um, right. But yeah, Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 coming. A lot of people were like kind of clamoring for this which it's not something for me but you know we have friends yeah. that are like this is my shit well it's got some interesting shit going you on so like, it's i mean it, i mean it is like gorgeous right like it is probably the most like if you like simulator games like if you're into like farm simulator or like truck euro truck driver or whatever the fuck like this is like beyond those capabilities in terms of like realistic simulation they use like super um, legit mapping too so like yeah they use a lot of like google like high end like earth mapping and shit the satellite mapping and everything so like this is about as realistic as it gets um and you're like you know you're obviously working with like real aircraft that you know they have their real kind of statistics like they would have if, in real if you want to learn to fly um this is almost cheaper than trying to get to your pilot it. license yeah yeah or a good warm-up you know it's, mm. it, it could be useful just, um i kind of want to know how realistic the i just can't wait is. for dlc <laughs> like can i just like slam into I a building for mod first? support and dlc 
<laughs> I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna include uh, a certain famous date. I'm gonna mod in. Oh right, let's take a look at Mortal <laughs> Shell coming out Tuesday the 18th. <laughs> hey, why is the FBI knocking on the door? Oh fuck. Huh? <laughs> quick, I gotta cut my Ethernet. Got a little <laughs> data drip out before they catch it. <laughs> Shit. Everyone, everyone knows. Uh, the so like yeah, Mortal knows. Shell. Yep, the Mortal well, Shell. Well, the tunnels uh, collapse. Speaking of garden hose. <laughs> so Mortal Shell, what? Another Souls-like. Yeah, it's, um, what's what's the what's the sales pitch on it, Mortal Shell? It's Dying? another Souls-like. You're gonna buy it if you like those games. It's 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 not sixty dollars. Okay. It's like thirty bucks on Epic right now. I'm I'm really tempted to drop on it because I still have that ten dollar off Epic coupon that I've been hoarding for a while. Um, this yeah. game wasn't planned on having a physical release until like the past week when they announced that it's now going to have a physical release drop in September. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. That it was there was no plan, and then all of a sudden, I was like, I don't remember. I remember hearing about the game, but I don't remember a physical release. Yeah, it looks really cool, and <laughs> yeah. honestly, I didn't. I, I've been out of the retail loop, so I don't pay attention to what has physical releases mm -hmm. and what doesn't anymore because I stopped caring. But uh, right. when I found right. out, I was like, oh, it's getting a physical release. I was like, why the fuck wasn't it already? Okay. Um, and then I looked at it more, and I was like, yeah. it's cheap enough right now. I can see why. So, yeah, that's. I'm honestly fine with that. And it, I could see a future where gaming just goes that route, where, like, digital first and let that, st let that decide the demand for physical. I'm all about that life if it means my games are a little bit more affordable and uh, it makes things easier for devs to get money. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and it looks. It definitely looks interesting. Um, it looks like it's got some kind of different um, combat styles. I guess I don't really know how to say it. It looks a little bit quicker paced. Um, kind of got some weirder stuff going on based on this trailer. Yeah, it so. feels like Could be it cool. feels like a cross between like Dark Souls and something like The Surge. That's a little more faster. Little, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's not so much just like block dodge parry you know you, you you see him at one at one instance um like turn into smoke and appear somewhere else yeah it looks like it's got some really neat mechanics to it i'm i'm all about giving it a shot so um yeah no if, if gameplay is solid this is you know for the price that's that's really good deal yeah so that's pretty yeah. cool um and then we've got the release that I know everybody's been waiting for on Thursday the 20th. Oh, fuck me. We're all getting it. This could win the console fight right yeah. here. I can't believe they didn't talk about it. Xbox One. Mm -hmm. PC. Yes. We're talking. God damn it. God. Here we are. I want to make a game called Warhogs. And you play as like Warthogs, but they're... It's probably already right. happened. TM, 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 TM. <laughs> This, the Battletoads art style is really interesting and in what they're going for here. I, I don't know. I feel like they're going for... Uh, dude, we, we don't care anymore. Here's your fucking game. Shut up. It, yeah, that's probably what they're going for. It really for. reminds me of the the joke um, like cartoon that they put in the Grand Theft Auto series. What was it? Like Action Commander? Where it's like them just mm -hmm. making fun of um, like tons of stuff. Master Chief and Halo. Um, then they throw in a bunch of other stuff too. They just kind of—I mean—they're constantly making fun of people. But the art style is very similar to that. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago, and it's just really 
really generic beat-em-up. The three-player couch co-op aspect is still there from the older games, but they're also throwing some major nostalgia trips into it, and they're changing up the gameplay at a bunch of different points. It looks like they're changing the kind of gameplay it is a lot. So I, I, I feel like it's just they're throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks, but they also just want everyone to shut up about Battletoads already. They actually threw Rash into um, Grounded as well. Uh, there's an action figure yeah. in the backyard, like slammed in there. And there's actually a mission that you can pick up where you have to um, put uh, like some sort of marker in his hand, and then it creates it as um, like a like a map marker on on your map, so you can see where it's at at all times. So you're not like, oh yeah, where was that? You know, because a lot of it's. Um, your travel is all like based on landmarks, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Switching cool. it over to talk about something <laughs> more interesting, Switching I guess. Yeah, so that's all. That's all of our releases for the week. It's been a big one. So yeah, that's that's cool. Um, Have fun playing Mortal Shell. <laughs> yeah, and of all of all the games that, in between your of all the releases, of, they're going to be uh, like really like worthwhile. And, and see a lot of people go after. It's the one that no one's going to actually have fun playing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, aside from that, we do have, of course, your uh, like weekly epic freebies. Um, talked about them a little bit last week. We have uh, Remnant from the Ashes and the Alto Collection out right now. So th- that actually um, pairs really you... well. That's Remnant and then Mortal Shell. That. Those two can play off each other really well, so that's actually a really good timing for that freebie. And if you missed it, uh, you know, I'm sorry we didn't talk about it more, but uh, the I don't know how we could have, you know, uh, <laughs> just, what, what was the what was the name of the game? Troy uh, something. Right? A Total War Saga: a Colon. Total, oh yeah, Filter, yeah. you were super excited for that one, weren't you? Yeah, I wasn't super into it. <laughs> turns out. <laughs> That's well. It's a uh, you know. I, I was really hoping that they would have taken a lot of lessons from uh, Three Kingdoms, and they did not. It's very much like an older style Total War game. So for people that either, I mean, obviously it's free, so you know you can't ask for too much more on top of that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it was it was a uh, it was definitely leaning in the um, I don't know, like Total War medieval branch you have like a much more typical um gameplay experience with that and that includes a lot worse diplomacy um you know it's it i don't know it's just not as interesting as the stuff they were doing in three kingdoms and at this point we're 15 days out from crusader kings 3 anyway so i was kind of looking for something that kind of you know maybe i would play through one or two uh campaigns and kind of move on I don't even know if it's going to hold me for that. Because I mean, the you really need to have the diplomacy to keep those games interesting, mm-hmm. and I just feel like they did not nail it. Especially having to negotiate with all of the different factions that controlled Greece at the time. Like, I'm kind of shocked that they didn't have more. But you know, it was meant to be a smaller project, so for sure. You get what you pay for, in this case, free. We were supposed to be playing Remnant from the Ashes, I think, right now. Yeah, yeah, we talked yeah. about that last week and said that we should uh, live, like, just live stream the, the cast while we're playing it and screaming at each other and dying, so... 
Well, I feel like this week's news has done that enough for us, so... Yeah. Scream. Before we get into that, next week, uh, you can expect August 20th through the 27th, uh, Enter the Gungeon and God's Trigger? God's That's what we call uh, society right now. Damn. It's on a hair trigger, too. It's sure to explode any moment. That'll be fun. And they did move three out of ten, or no? That's three out of ten. Episode two. Yeah. Yep. Episode two is is free. free. I think they're going to put out the whole. How many are there going to be total? Nine hundred. I think one hundred and one. That those are Dalmatians. Okay, I'm down with that. Ah shit! You're right. It's probably ten. It's going to be. It's going to be. be They're only going to release three of the ten. A ten part game only. Cliffhanger. Yep. Yeah, you're gonna get point zero one percent of players make it through all twenty seven episodes. You're gonna get three out of ten for free. Is the joke? Jesus. Yeah, eh, that's fine. That's worth it. Uh, yeah. So we've got yeah, not a ton of news or anything, but uh, the news stories that we do have, one of them is pretty massive. Uh, this is gonna absorb most of our time. I, I feel like it. Yeah, we are talking about. Fortnite, and really, you know, in that case, Epic Games, is taking on two giants in an attempt to make an extra 0.03%. Is it the two giants from that one Bible Uh, story? Yeah, one is, uh, one always tells the truth and one always lies, and you have to figure out how to get your... I think so. And then, uh, and then there's David Bowie, right? Mm, Yeah, he's, uh, what's David Bowie's role in this? He's probably one of the Fortnite I can't remember. He definitely is one of the Fortnite skins, yeah. I'm playing as David Bowie right now. So, very, like, the, the situation's weird. Um, mm, that's I don't even know if I can say it's Epic, weird. It's like, it's very fitting. Well, it, it seems weird because they knew what they were doing from the beginning, but then it's like, what is the payoff for real? And, and, uh, anyhow, breaking it down. Um they basically installed a backdoor on all all mobile versions of Fortnite that allows players to make purchases, in-game purchases, through basically the game itself rather than through mm. the platform that it's yeah. on, which immediately breaks uh, contract, and you know it becomes a problem. Um, yeah, you used to be able to go in-game and you would buy your V Bucks. And it would just charge your Apple mm. App Store account, like, by default, because mm-hmm. that's what you're signed in through and everything. And uh, yes. right. they just added another little menu option that said, hey, for a couple bucks less, you can buy it straight from us instead and enter your info t- for that to link straight to Epic. Um, that's That was kind of a, a random, unexpected, gutsy move. How long was that up? Uh, Do we have any Not long. I I legit think that it went up like that day and was gone within hours. So it's like how many purchases would have been made? It's like, did they even get purchases at all? They had to have gotten some. Like, I feel like they had to have gotten some, but I don't know. I don't even realize how long it was up before it got caught by Apple. And then they just... Mm. And that... Did that negate the thirty percent altogether? The thirty percent increase? Did like Apple? Did Epic just go okay? The thirty percent increase that 
would be paid over to Apple. We're just going to remove that, and then you'll buy it from us. I think that's pretty much what that looked like. That's about what it was. Uh, That really looked like it because if I remember, um, the 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 normal option was like nine ninety nine on the screenshot that I saw, but like the Epic option was seven ninety nine, so it wasn't even a lot. So, yeah. So immediately, Apple's like the fuck. Uh, and they just cut, you know, just cu- pulled the cord. It was, it, it was done. Yeah. Um, and right after that cord was pulled, Fortnite, Epic, pretty much everywhere, uh, they have like a video and a bunch of other stuff that came out immediately. Um, with a video coming out immediately, it definitely pre-planned. Well, like yeah, this was uh, I the, mean, this for, was the plan. Like, yeah, Epic knew that this was gonna trigger this kind of fallout so they were like oh we have a like a prepped like 1984 joke well, to make fun of epic Apple. also just dropped the price on their v bucks in general as part of it um like they dropped yeah. the normal price by 20 percent um i i guess company-wide they announced that on thursday um so people that were buying a thousand v bucks would normally pay 10 bucks for that now it's down to eight dollars and that's kind of why they installed that in there was to really market the fact that they had the price drop on it, but that's that's weird. I guess if you, it's just cheaper if you buy them directly through them, and that's why they were doing it that way. Yeah. And they made a killing. Like they've made an absolute killing. Um, they put V Bucks currency cards in stores over the past year, and those don't stay in stock. Mm. Those are the fastest selling yeah. currency card I have ever ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it, it's it's a weird scenario and I still think like all of the cards are not played. Like the the hand has not been laid out completely. Oh yeah. Because <clears throat> it's like they did this to basically force Apple into like a lawsuit. And it's like but what's yeah. what's the outcome of the lawsuit? Is it just to change that 30% rule? The you know, y- you pay 30% to the people that platform you were placing it on, um, and the thirty percent is not exclusive to Apple. Thirty um, percent goes to uh, you know it, like Android, uh, you know Google for an- like most Android stuff. It goes to Sony. I imagine Microsoft. I you know I haven't looked into it, um, mm. but yeah, it does bridge to console, and the backdoor did not as well go over to console. So this affected mobile only. Um, but for what? So they can, they knew it was going to happen. They had this video, um, completely readied up. Um, they have like, they had a website set up for it and everything. So it's like, is it, is it so like, did it have a lot to do with, um, the rejection of something like xCloud? Like, I don't even know if I can say they were outright like knew it was going to happen but they were at least prepared enough they they had that entire 1984 orwellian campaign back pocketed and ready to hit play on as soon as something happened well yeah no i mean they had you had to know like if you go okay i'm gonna punch this guy in the face what do you think's going to happen like he's gonna get hit in the face. That's well, what's gonna what happen. What if they just had this? Like, what if they just had this whole 1984 thing ready for so long for any scenario like this? Like I feel like as much shit as people like to give Epic for so many different things, they could have easily had this entire campaign ready 
just for a chance to drop it when something happens that's that's like a good target for it but it's it's just it's crazy that and it's perfect that it ended up being you know apple and then then google fell behind a couple hours later and did it yeah yeah so as of now fortnite has been pulled from all mobile like you cannot get on mobile yeah correct right but but like you said that's kind of also a gray area because we do have xCloud coming soon um, with whatever they decide to rebrand the name of that to when it finally does officially drop. Are we going to see Fortnite be partnered up with Microsoft to be a product on there? Um, because we already know that xCloud's not going to be on iPhones, but it'll still be on Android. Um, and if so, do we see that having any kind of change happening? Do we see that changing the, the legal landscape for... For street, for gaming, streaming over cellular, like all that craziness. So, yeah, and you know that won't. I mean, that won't bridge over to Apple, which is a large mobile. Like you know, whether you like like Apple or don't like Apple, they definitely share the majority of mobile devices. I feel like. Um, Maybe this is all so like a really awesome long long con on like fuck Apple and fuck Google because even though there are two of them, they're still kind they're still the monopoly. Like that's here comes the Windows Phone. It's coming back. It's coming. It's coming back. With Hell yeah! Android, but still, like <laughs> the Epic Phone. Oh yo! Um, but I, I I think in it, it's a long shot. But I, I've been thinking about it, and it's it's. You know, okay, what is the play? Like, what what is Epic cooking that they would decide to do this knowing they would get a specific reaction and that they would have mm-hmm. to move from there? And the only thing that makes sense to me is they were working on a streaming service as well, and once they saw xCloud go down, they're like, well, if they shoot down xCloud, we got to fight this now. So when yeah. we do get ready to launch, it's ready to go, like, right there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, they would rather fight the fight now than later. Yes. Why, why battle it when you're going to have to be battling to keep servers online? Like, yep. it's... Um, th- that's the only logical thing that, that comes to me. Um, I don't think this is about money. I don't think at all this is about money. Mm-hmm. Um, the 30%, I think, I think the difference is a lot of people are like, this is black and white. They want money, and, you know, they... You know, that, that's basically it. They just—it's either you're going to be giving money to Apple or you're going to be giving money to Epic for you know for this, um, yeah. and I think that's kind of a like a, a byproduct that came after you know that's just something that happens because of this conversation because of this other thing that they're trying to do, um, which mm-hmm. it, like I said in my mind I think it comes down to you know it comes back to. XCloud being rejected from iOS. And I think Google Play, I think that was just uh, another thing that happened because of. Yeah, I think Google I think um, the Google dropout was really just a whole well fuck it if Apple can, why can't we? If there's money to be had from it in some way, why not? It's right, about the same. Right. And it's like the thing I want to let people know is this isn't it, it doesn't matter who you're giving your money to. You're going to be giving your money to one person or another. And that's not going right. to change. Um, right. A big argument is, hey, if it's Apple's platform, why can't Apple do what they want? 
why can't they charge you know it, okay you want your game on our platform well it's our platform that's like going to your friend's house and only playing the games that you want to play he's like it's my fucking house you know what i mean so i i, yeah. I definitely get that argument um and they should but you know they, they should be able to dictate all of this but uh it, it is about being um friendly to your consumers. Yeah, it's about having options um, and trying not to force someone away. You know, it's like going to your friend's yeah. house like you said and being like, well, fuck you, I want to play this. And if you want to pull the, dude, it's my house. No, we want to play this instead. But like, alright, peace, I'm going to go to my other friend's house. Like, fuck off. Exactly. But In this scenario, the, the other friend only... also said, no, dude, fuck you. I want to play the other yeah. game too. Yeah. <laughs> But there's only two friends in the neighborhood is the problem. It's like you okay, fine, take your you know, take your ball and go to your other friend's house. And it's like but there's only realistically one other friend in the neighborhood. It's time for a new friend. It's, it's either going to be Android or Apple it's, that you can take it. It's time for a new friend to move in, is what you're saying. Good point. Yeah. Yep. Um Well it's interesting, yeah, it is like, you know, I, I'm generally for pro consumer stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I I will always let the company bite the bullet, right? Like, I don't really give a shit what Apple's profits are. I don't. I honestly wouldn't care if they lost money every year and continue to operate, right? It doesn't bother sure. me. So, like, um, you know, Epic... I, I mean, Epic has been relatively good with, you know, their deals for people having Epic exclusivity for a year or whatever are really good, and it's really helping smaller developers and their... Very pro-consumer, giving away a lot of stuff to kind of convince you to use the Epic Games launcher and everything. Mm -hmm. But in the end, you know, they're one of the largest game companies in the U.S. Like, ultimately, I don't really care who wins out of this. But I would be happy to see a couple notches taken out of, you know, Epic or um, Apple and Google's belt. And really Epic. I mean, honestly, you know. Yeah, hit all Regardless of of the outcome, I'm fine with it pretty much. Yeah, there's no real Um, loser in this scenario either. Because, like, even if... Google and Apple are the ones that come out on top as the big winners, which will probably be how it happens, mm. then that's still a lot of awesome PR for Epic from the people that don't really understand all this. And with yeah. any luck, this will allow them to have that conversation about that industry standard 30%. So Joe Schmo creating this game, you know, he's he's not getting as much as he should to be able to do things, you know, like make his next game or eat. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it, I think that conversation, do the things I like to do. I think that conversation is the conversation that needs to be had more than anything is yeah. like, these people are out here, you know, in some cases it's literally one, um, it's one person working on this game. And, if there is one person working on the game, they're also likely working a nine to five job. They're trying to pitch this title. And then the person that says, you know, you know, you finally get it somewhere and then they go, okay, but we're taking 30%. It's like, fuck yeah. for real. And then 30%. now you have to start the process all over. It turns into a labor of passion and not something that you like, it, it, it's, it's a little, you can do it. But it's not easy, mm-hmm. and your next—it's pretty much showing that your next round isn't going to be easy either. Um, yeah. But Epic does have that—you know—their their platform where okay, we take funds after you make X amount of dollars, and we take it was it like eighteen percent. It's it's definitely not yeah. thirty. It's a lot less. Yeah, it's overwhelmingly it's better. Less. 
Yeah. So I mean, I if if I had to go, okay, black and white, who would I rather give my money to? It's it's the the gaming company. It's not the it's yep. a person that's voting for the smaller man who's you know out here batting for them. You know, still making money. Yep. They're still not great. It's just they're less you know less of a problem than you know someone like Apple or Google Play. I think the conversation, right. yeah, is still let's change that industry standard. Right. Couldn't agree more. But yeah, um, it's crazy. You can't get this <laughs> right now pretty much anywhere uh, on mobile. Um, but you can still play it actively everywhere else. It's cool that they're running um, like deals for V-Bucks. I think that's a really smart idea for them, mm -hmm. actually, for the people who are playing on console. Yeah, if you... Um, uh, or, you know, elsewhere. If you bought... Um yeah, if uh, any players who recently purchased V Bucks uh, or made real money transactions in Fortnite, uh, Epic is giving any of those people um, who bought digital currency in the past thirty days a twenty percent credit for what they had bought. So they're mm -hmm. kind of like nice. retroactively giving you a discount on the new sale price. Uh, what I think it's a new permanent price. Honestly, it looks like. Uh, but also they're giving every active Fortnite player the Shooting Star Staff pickaxe for free, and that is kind of a huge deal. Because that's that's honestly as crazy as Fortnite players, especially kids, are. That's gonna make people like that were only able to play on mobile find another way to get up there and play so they can get that free pickaxe just to say they have that free pickaxe. Yeah. It. Well, it is interesting too because like um, there's a we have an article here where they talk about uh, what the odds are of winning basically, and it's like this is gonna be like multi-year litigation probably. Mm -hmm. But, um, I don't know. It's interesting because, like, Apple quite literally is, uh, they completely control their market. It's a completely insular, monopolized market, right? right? Like, so on Android, you can download third-party apps and you have to go do some, you know, you have to disable some protections on your phone and, like... You know, it's going to be like, hey, this is an unknown publisher. This is not affiliated with yeah. Google Play. You're taking your life into your own hands to yeah, download Google's this. Google's kind of like, bro, if you really want to install this, that's on you. Like, if you really want to do right. it. <laughs> but you can do it. It's possible. Sure. But, like, it, I don't know. It's really interesting that, like, you know, Android has made the choice. Like, okay, it is possible to download stuff that we didn't explicitly make sure was cool. Apple, if you own an Apple phone, you cannot download third-party yeah, apps. Unless you violate every, like, like terms and, term and condition. You have to violate to jailbreak the ability. Phone. Yeah, and then if your phone is able to determine that it's been jailbroken, what, they take away updates from you, right? So you're stuck on whatever version of the operating system right. you have I think time. they come to your house and break your legs. Yeah, Tim Cook just personally launches a nuke at your house. <laughs> so, like... You know, it is interesting that's like, it quite literally is a monopoly. Like, yeah. it meets the definition of a monopoly, right? And, um, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see, like, the kind of, like, Steam was able to become the in the position that it's in now by being the best at what it did, right? It, it pulled a, a bunch of different game markets together into one easy-to-use... Um, you know, had the features that people wanted location. And basically they sold Steam on the back of Half-Life 2. Or really Team Fortress, right? So, like, 
you know, Steam does not have some kind of stranglehold grip on the marketplace. And the only reason that Steam is so big is because you have to have Steam if you own a computer, right? Like, they got there fairly. And you can have all your gripes that you want with Steam or whatever, and that's fine. You can go download Battle.net. You can go download the Epic Games Launcher. You can go to Humble Bundle. You can go to GOG.com. Like, there's thousands of other options. And you don't have to use Steam if you don't want to. Right. So it is interesting that, like, if you want an iPhone, you have to agree to having an exclusive market that Apple alone gets to decide what you look at, and they also get 30% of all the money you spend on anything. And they're already making money hand over fist so, on literally all the proprietary hardware that's out there, and the fact that if you right. aren't using their proprietary whatever, they'll find a way to blame everything on you that goes wrong, even if it's something as simple as a charge cable. Right. Yeah. So it, it is very interesting. Like, I, I would definitely be happy to see some of these tech companies' backs be broken, like Bain. <laughs> uh, just snap a bitch in half. And it, it's like, you know, shit doesn't have to be like this. Like, a lot of the, the structures of the things, like, what's interesting about this is that this could lead into a lot of other stuff, like the right to repair laws that have been, like, the, the argument have been going on for really long around right to repair, right? Right. Where it's like, okay, if I have a touchscreen glass screen and my fucking iPhone screen gets dented, I should be allowed to put my new screen on, right? But you can't. If you crack that bitch open, the phone knows that you violated it and it disables your operating system. Like, you have to send it to an Apple-approved repair retailer, which is Apple. They don't allow independent retailers. To and that's also assuming that they will even right? be okay with doing the repair. I've seen... They might. They don't even want to repair it. Yeah, they want I've you to seen just horror go story it. videos where people oh, yeah. have like taken Apple products that were broken to the Apple store, but it's such a new product that they're like, "Yeah, we don't have the parts to fix that. Sorry." Like, yeah, and that's that's both directions. Like, either it's too new or it's too old. So they will only repair like the last generation worth of phones or whatever devices, I should say. So it is really interesting that it's like this could trigger a lot of other stuff. That's like. You know, why should I have to pay XYZ, you know, Amazon 15 to 20% of every single purchase I make when I could just buy this shit anywhere? Like, why do you have to make a significant profit on any of this shit at all, right? Like, for Apple to already have a complete stranglehold, they have over 50% of all mobile phones, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, Apple's a, a manufacturer. They're not, it's not like Apple is a software that they sell to people the way Microsoft sells Windows, like, if you have an iPhone, you bought the phone from Apple, the software's from Apple, the games go through Apple, all of your payment is processed by Apple, it's all Apple. Right. The only thing they don't do is the service, which I'm sure they're working on doing that. So it's like, it, it would be really interesting to see, like, if they already make all their profit on the phone, why do they even need to make profit on the digital shit? Right? Like, why should they even be allowed to do that? Why should they be allowed to make such a big profit on the phone itself? I think I think if they're making all their money on the software, I do think like, they should get you know some kickback, but thirty percent seems thirty percent for what? For what is the like, question? What do they do that allows that thirty percent to make sense? Thirty percent, twenty percent seems high. <laughs> yeah. So I it's agree. like you did nothing, like, and we're saying, hey, here's this cool yeah. thing. You know, can we share it with the world through your device? Can we make some money so we can continue making cool like things? Set a, You're making money. Like, set a fucking cap. We, like, 
People yeah. don't like talking about it because they go instantly to like normal politics and taxes, but set a fucking cap. Like, bro, like, yeah. so many people well, are loading up on Fortnite stuff that there are families that spend more money in Fortnite in a month than I do on video gaming in a year. Like, it's insane. Yeah. That's just so much. Like, there should be some kind of contract contract in there saying that they just cap out at a certain point. Daddy! Yeah. Got him. Mm-hmm. What does Victor think? Uh-huh. Go on. Go on. I'm following I'm following his logic, which is But it, it's it's interesting. I mean It's yeah, it, I mean know. it's something that um it it'll raise an interesting debate. This is going to be it's, it's fucking typical 2020 stuff, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's also going to um it, it's it's a conversation now. Mm-hmm. Um and it's good that the conversation's happening. It's shitty that it you know, like, kind of came out of nowhere and immediately typical like human population they go oh my god this side's right and the other side's wrong it's like you don't even know to be well, fair like, yeah, we need to that's actually the point is that we need to look into it right like they <laughs> straight up go yeah. up in arms rather than take you know take a deep breath and go okay well what's the, well, what's what, the yeah point? what are we like, doing what here? are the arguments here what are the points here and there yeah um yeah, people don't like to. Do they that. definitely don't. So, um, I think the punchline is uh, they're both terrible. You should pay attention to who you're giving your money to. Yeah. But it's a like very political. It's it, it. What's the lesser of two evils here? What what? You know, a lot of people go, "What am I going to benefit from?" But you should also think, okay, what is the thing that I love? What? How is that going to benefit? How are we going to keep making games? You know how, what, what's going to make that make that possible? Um, it's like you don't even know what um, like you don't even know what is going to be coming from that because you're not giving. If, if you go, if things continue on the path, those people that could be making these great thing, things that you're interested in, they'll never come out. Mm-hmm. It'll just you know they'll be like, well, shit, thirty percent. You know, I I can't afford that. I like to eat. My family likes to eat. As it turns out, um, so this isn't a viable option for us to be able to go down that road. Yeah, I mean, a big part of that too is like, yeah, it's like they're asking for thirty percent of every sale or whatever. But ultimately, that means that everything is thirty percent more expensive than it needs to be. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, like, obviously, a lot of companies would just take that extra thirty percent. Like, they would just still leave everything as being ten dollars or whatever, and they would just get more profit than they did before. But like, ultimately, it should be something that's like. Yeah, like, what, what's a reasonable cap? 50% profit over what you spent making it or whatever? Sure. Uh, I mean, you know? I, I also like the idea... I, I mean, I don't know how to calculate I also that. like the idea of, cool, we'll take a 10% profit or an 8% profit um, mm. from the get-go, and then if you make over X amount of dollars, you know, even over a specific period of time, then that's going to jump up to, we'll take 20%. Right. And that seems fair because, you know, it's, it, it's a risk on you know everyone's end but if it is successful you know they should get um you know they, they, they should definitely get there and i think that'll definitely um that'll definitely bring up uh i think they'll bring more people into uh the development space so yeah it's 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 an interesting scenario definitely do your research don't even take i don't even i wouldn't even say take what we think as 
your opinion. Um, yeah, just a grain of salt, you know, something to consider. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, if you got 100 people in a room, there'd be 100 different concepts on how to do this or whatever. Right, right. Um, uh, but, yeah, just, you know, know the, you know the environment if it's something that you're yeah. passionate about and you're interested in. Um, and uh, we will be hearing about this story for a long time. We'll try not to shove yeah, it down your like throat, but, you know. 30 years, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll start to hear how lawsuits are settling and stuff like that. So we'll definitely keep you guys updated when we hear more about that. Yeah, so really... That is a great skin here, though. Really weird take, though. On, on um, really weird take. For a, for a week of what we thought was going to be go. just a lot of bad news, after actually talking about the, the Fortnite stuff a little bit more, I kind of see this as a good news thing. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, it, it really depends on how you're looking at it. You know, going back to... Um, Going back to like making your own decision, it's uh, it, it it is it is good news. We're having conversations that that we probably wouldn't have otherwise if something crazy like this didn't happen. It would just be swept under the rug. So, it does take something crazy to make uh, you know, to make um, the conversation uh, worthwhile for everybody. Sure. All right. So. Uh, you know, as we said, this is pretty much, it was pretty much all downers. That That is kind of a, I do agree with you, Johnny, it's, a, you know, kind of a, a good deal. But uh, let's get into delays. Oh, I love these. <laughs> these are like my Perfect. favorite. God, I love delays. Um, I mean. Some big ones, too, honestly. I mean, one huge hey, one and one large one. we've got a really one. awesome silver lining on the first one, though. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So... Let's I'm interested to see what you uh, A lot of people were super one. bummed. You know, we got to see some footage a few weeks back when Microsoft was talking about all their awesome new upcoming Xbox news, including a lot of Series X stuff. Um, and yeah, a few weeks ago, they said there's there's no discussion of release date. There's no discussion of this, that, or the other. It's all about games. And they showed us some, mm-hmm. some Halo footage that didn't get the best feedback. So they kind of came out and said, hey... Um, sorry to bring you guys some bad news, but uh, we're going to delay Halo. They actually said, um, today I want to share an important Halo Infinite development update with the community. Uh, we have made the difficult decision to shift our release to 2021 to ensure that the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. Uh, the decision to shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including ongoing COVID-rated impacts, yada, yada, yada. Everything's getting blamed on COVID. Uh, want to acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343 Studios, so we'll do a little butt-kissing there to make sure we say that the team's doing the best they can. Um, mm-hmm. They definitely remain committed. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team and overall success of the game to ship it this holiday. Uh, we know this will be disappointing to many of you, and we all share that sentiment. The passion and support community has shown over the years has been incredible and inspiring. We wanted nothing more than to play our game with the community this holiday. The extra time will let us finish the critical work necessary to deliver the most ambitious Halo game ever at the quality and the quality we know our fans expect. So that was the, the direct message from Chris Lee, um, the studio head at Halo Infinite. But what I thought was a, a little bit crazier is not that exact one, but there was another one that was going around saying that they regret that Halo Infinite won't be able to launch this November with the console. Um, 
but no one ever outwardly said anything specific about the console dropping in November prior to that. Yeah. So it so it, it was it's it was fun. weird. It was kind of a, a really cast aside. Uh, it sounds like they caught themselves, which is why this statement just says holiday. But there was definitely one that went around that said November. Yeah. Um, and then uh, more so uh, as we're digging up fun stuff for the show um you were looking in and you saw some retail information yeah as well uh, a lot of stuff had been dropping potential uh potential leaks for uh, an, an possible release date uh, a lot of people probably saw this stuff about the the mysterious xbox series s that might be dropping um which would be a kind of like just the the downgraded hardware um, model of the series x but they, uh, someone got their hands on some retail packaging for what looked like controllers that had some warranty information dates on them, but also had a very obvious, like, if you work retail and have dealt with Microsoft products before, know what their street date marketing looks like. Uh, it's usually a mm -hmm. big yellow or a big orange sticker on the wrapped around the yeah. corner of a box that says, don't open prior to this date. Um, and it was November 6th. And... Yeah, that um, that that quote that we were looking at, talking, you know, that they kind of caught themselves with was, uh, it said, "We have uh, plenty to keep you busy until Chief arrives. There will be thousands of games to play, spanning four generations, when the Xbox Series X launches globally this November, and over a uh, hundred optimized for the Series X, uh, built, you know, of course, to take full advantage of the most powerful count, uh, console." Um, and then it looks like I, it looks like that was kind of uh, like I think that was more of a conversation that was being had rather than a written piece. It was uh, like maybe speaking with uh, a, a news outlet. Um, but yeah, to see them say launching globally this November, to see the sticker, uh, of course, that pretty much all of us here at the at Mammoth Games Inc. recognize uh, saying. Um, November 6th. Uh, and then there was even more, right, about the warranty. Yeah, like the, um, the boxes, um, the, I guess the, the box with the Bighorn sticker that went out was an external shipping box. Um, but if mm. you, some people got their hands on packaging for one of the newer controllers, and it even spelled out that the, the warranty was good until November 5th of next year, which would be a full calendar year from the original release date. So, um, that was a, a little bit weird. Um, now, there are some yeah. people saying that um, those newer controllers could, should theoretically also be compatible with the... With, they should be compatible with the Xboxes that are out there now. So it, it could just be a matter of, hey, this controller's dropping a little bit early before the console drops. That is a possibility. It's nothing unheard sure. of when it comes to video game retail, but... It, it definitely is yeah. kind of nice to see at least something with what looks like an actual date on it finally yeah interesting yeah so there's definitely some uh, you know like something there there's some kernel of truth and uh, as we were like talking about the show what we were going to talk about um I was like, I, mean, I don't know if we should really talk about it at all. Um, 
because I usually don't like you know I I, I don't think that we should talk about uh, things until it's definitely confirmed. But um, there's there seems to be a lot of evidence. Yeah, like yeah. That. Like I'm normally not a fan of like rumor mill circulation, but just the the photographic evidence that went on the internet about these past couple things about like the box, the big orange sticker. If you've seen those, if you've worked enough retail, if you've seen the back room at a Walmart or a Target or anywhere that carries a Best Buy, anything like that that carries Microsoft Direct products, that's what their system, their system boxes, that's what their controller boxes, that's what all of their first party boxes look like when they have release date uh, disclaimers on the outside of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing else that is set to come out on November 6th that I know of right now. So if we take that into consideration with the rumor mill circulating about um, PlayStation 4 uh, or PlayStation 5 release, the Sony's next console, um, that would put technically Xbox launching before uh, the PlayStation console. Uh, Because everything that we've heard up to this point um, would be like November 20th. Which is honestly still a smart move. there are a lot of people that are going to want to get their hands on both consoles, so yeah. give give it a couple weeks of a gap. Um, but like I said, that that could also mean nothing. We could still see the Series X drop at that same point, but maybe they're just going to drop yeah. some accessories that are compatible with or designed for it a little bit early, um, much in the same way that Nintendo has a habit of dropping special edition consoles before the game actually comes out. Yes. So, I mean, that's definitely something that they could just be like, hey, come pick up these accessories, get ready, the console is going to release, you know, uh, like two weeks after. Yeah, either way, it looks um, like if you want some extra goodies for your Xbox One or your Xbox Series X, be ready to drop some money that first week in November. That's that's at least what I'm taking away from it, is if you haven't already started setting aside money and budgeting because you're bad at it and let until you get a date... You, you at least have a date yeah. to drop. Uh, I, I would say minimum sixty bucks on something if you want an extra controller. We don't know what the real price is going to be on them yet, but it's safe to assume they're going to start at least at sixty at the lowest, probably higher. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so rumor mill news: the thing to take away: Halo Infinite has been delayed until twenty twenty one. But at least you got that free multiplayer. And another one that's been. Oh yeah. That too. Another one that's been delayed into 2021. No. Uh, this one, this one, I gotta be real. Uh, this one hoided. Yeah. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade colon Bloodlines 2 dash, you know, extend title. Alpha. Dash, definitely not coming out in 2020. Alpha edition. Um, our goal has always been deliver, been to deliver the guest best. Holy shit, I'm fucking this mm. up. I need more coffee. <laughs> Uh, basically, we want to make a cool game. Uh, however, we're going to have to push it back. The end. Yeah. It's their statement. Um, the, it, it comes down to just wanting to create the best, uh, you know, the best version of this game that they can. Um, which, that's the thing with literally every game that gets delayed. We want to, hey, we want to create right. the best version of the game. And I feel like more games are getting delayed because they want to ensure not only the best experience for players, but they also want to lighten the load for the people that are working for them. Um, which yeah. seems so, really cool. I mean, it's I, kind of it's a win-win. Like, I know it sucks you're not yeah. getting your game, uh, you know, like November twentieth, but it, you know, it's it's good for everyone involved. It's just you're right. not getting your game right. that day. 
on the day you want. It's going to be a better game when you pick it up anyway. That's that's the perk. Um, so yeah. you know, patience. You know, something that people don't have these days um, is something that you, you should probably start looking into. Um, honestly, that's fine. Delay these big games for me a little bit. I'm already spending enough money when the consoles drop. Uh, I don't need all yeah, the games how, in the world right now. Yeah, that's true. And how much shit do we need to play right now? Like, I'm still playing Ghost of Tsushima. I still haven't started Ghost of Tsushima. Um, it's Neo t- fucking big. Neo 2 has recently <laughs> dropped to 20 bucks on sale on a couple places, and I still haven't started that, and I've had it since launch day. Um, but you guys know I'm the worst at catching up on games, so doesn't matter. I'm still yeah. going to buy them later on. Just let me just pace it some for me. A resident yeah. retro guy that buys all the new stuff too, though. Yeah, but I mean, it's only <laughs> retro by the time I get to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what do you play? Which Final Fantasy are you playing? Right uh, 14. Four? Five? Uh, I'm still in, I'm, I'm in near the end of five, but I've been spending some time on 14 trying to grind out some levels before I lose my, uh, my experience buff for starting a new character on a he, preferred server. He, he just opened uh, Final Fantasy V for the first time a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I wish. He's had man. it since launch. I wish. Man, I wish. If I, if I were dumb enough to open a launch copy of that, man. Oof. That'd be cool. Sometimes it's about the experience, you know? It's not about the money. Yeah, it wouldn't even be about the money for that. The experience <laughs> how you get would be there. getting punched in the back of the head for opening up a priceless artifact. <laughs> but no bloodlines, too. Um... I know. I mean, there's a few of us here that are really excited for it. So um, I'm more excited for it now. Yeah, like the more I see about it, the more I am. And I was just, I always had that weird idea of like, Vampire the Masquerade was stupid. It's what all the weirdos played way back. And the hey, fuck? that was just like back then. I didn't know computer gaming, so it didn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. But I, the more I see about two, yeah. I really, really want to play it. And maybe I'll get a hold of a patched copy of one and try to play through some of that. So who knows? Yeah, this is one of those mm. games, the more you see about it, like you you kind of pass judgment when you see Vampire the Masquerade immediately. And then... Oh, it very much is like... Yeah. It was part of the whole like Dawn of the Vampire Kid at yeah. Hot Topic and everything. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's uh, it, it is something different. Give it a give it a look. Just go watch a few videos. I don't know if looking at stuff for uh, Vampire the Masquerade, the you know the first, the original. I don't know if that's going to help. But looking at stuff for two um, is definitely uh, it, it's it's one of those oh okay kind of moments. Yeah, you don't need to have yeah. There's going to be very little story crossover, but uh, that's smart actually. Little tiny. Bit, um, who but. who was on for the first one? It wasn't Hard Suit Labs, of course, right? Who was on for the? Yeah. First who, like, oh no, it was a completely different company. I think they're out of business. Yeah. Um, let me check that. I'm pretty sure because that's why it's no longer. That's why it wasn't getting supported. And the best ways to play it now apparently are to buy it and Oof. then patch it yourself if you can find the stuff. Yeah, Troika Games. Um, they're also known for. Uh, Temple of Elemental Evil. Huh. So they did some cool stuff with uh, D&D and whatnot. They only made three games and they went out of business. Yeah. Brutal. Interesting. Um, but yeah, pushing that one as well to 2021. Um, giving us a little bit more time here to digest the games that we're currently playing and hopefully not completely destroy your entire life's uh, savings trying to pick up these next right. consoles. So. Also, I mean, Halo and Bloodlines both paint a very different picture of a potential future, 
And if there's anything I don't want to think about in 2020, it's what kind of future we're getting ourselves into. The future. <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting Drag. for them to. Um, I'm waiting for them to just ghost drop a really, really good like Blade Runner game. Um, mm. and, but the closest we're going to get to that's going to be Cyberpunk at this point. So hopefully we'll Cyberpunk, get some really yeah. cool. Maybe we'll get a really, really cool DLC for that before the year's over. Yeah. Be so. Yeah. Uh, moving on, um, Assassin's Creed. Well, this is, I don't know, this is like mixed. You know, we were saying that a lot of the news is a downer. This is a downer, but in a this is a This is actually way, really good news. This is... It's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Secretly good It's news. good news for the company. Bad news maybe for the direction of a specific thing. Because, you know, yeah. removing someone from that, it should be far enough along now, right? How, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, but, we um, should be fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Ashraf Ismail, uh, who was the creative director on Valhalla and had also been the creative director on Origins and uh, I think Black Flag. Hmm. He yeah. was also the creative director uh, on yes. some bad life decisions that he had made, apparently. Oh, man, that was a really creative. And executive producer. So uh, basically he had, um, like, you know, I'm not going to say allegedly here. I guess just imply that I'm saying allegedly or whatever. But uh, it's pretty, I mean, he admitted to it for the most part, and uh, Ubisoft agreed that he did it. So basically he had um, I, definitely once and possibly multiple times um, had, like, met up with female fans and, like, you know, had, like, a consenting mm-hmm. encounter Ex- with them. Explored his romance options. He was married. Yeah, he was exploring every romance option, so... Um, like he definitely turns out uh, had a wife and um, just was like basically he was like uh, starting a relationship under false pretenses basically which is just like sexual misconduct you know not saying that he was like sexual yeah like I'm not gonna I'm like not gonna harp on anybody for like sleeping around stuff like that if you're if your family is cool with that he was trying to he was just trying to but it the really West sounds Rock, you know, like so. it just was misleading and done in ways that it shouldn't have been it kind of gross basically yeah so it's like you know gotta know better than that dude so um you know for a while he was kind of um just backbenched by ubisoft for a while they they did their investigation and interviews and everything they had to do and then Ubisoft has now also terminated it. They let it they let so, it quiet down for a few um, weeks too cuz they didn't even mention anything about it during yeah. the uh, during the Ubisoft presentation a few right. weeks back but they they kind of let it sit there right. and like they they let it dry a little bit before they decided to uh, to actually mm-hmm. make another statement about it which was cool. They gave it some time because yeah, they didn't want to come out spicy and be like we're defending all of our employees or whatever. And it, I mean, it's very weird too, because like there was a. I remember when this report came out that a lot of people were like, um, I don't, a lot of people were like mad that they're like, oh well, this is just they're just caving to social justice warriors and shit. And it's like he admitted to it, dude. Like he said, like yeah, I did this. It was fucked up of me. Mm. Like I don't know how much more like on the nose you can get here, really. <laughs> It's it's very strange and like, you know, he did make some really good games. I don't, you know, obviously I don't know what a creative director at Ubisoft does in that capacity. They've had a really bad run of this because their their main like creative lead in the entire company had also been, you know, harassing employees and 
this guy was the one, not this guy in this news article, but this other guy I'm referencing, was the one who had basically made the rule that, like, he was the one that was like, women in games don't sell, we can't make women, and it's too hard to have to redo all the animations. Is their onboarding just really like, fucked up for employees? Because, like, HR, HR can Yeah, their onboarding is waterboarding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's very strange. Like, the whole story around it is just very odd. Because it's like, you, it, like it, this didn't have to happen. <laughs> like, you can just be better. I mean, I guess it's a French company and French people are notoriously horny, so. It's, yeah, it's it's weird because it's weird. these guys. I mean, I'm are, glad that they're cleaning house. But they are super progressive when it comes to, like, the workplace. Like, with... The way that well, they're they're like cutting edge in a yeah, lot of ways. Yeah, like okay, you work on Project A or whatever, um, and we're looking for Project B for you. So when Project A ends, instead of you not having a job, you get to work on DLC for whatever we request until we find Blood Project Dragon. B for you. Um, yeah, that's. It's, I mean, yeah, they amazing. do have. As far as I've heard, um, it's a really good workplace, yeah. and it's like one of the strongest in the games industry. So it's really kind of. I guess this was, like, their skeleton in the closet, right? Yeah. And now it's been made extremely public. Hopefully it's just so much public, uh, publicity that they're sort of forced to clean house, which it seems like is what's happening. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see what comes out of it. But from what I've heard, it mostly seems like they're making all the right calls. So For sure. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what comes of this. You know, hopefully um, Bahala's good. You know, hopefully, hopefully yeah, I mean, no his, his work is done at this point. Yeah, hopefully there's yeah. no impact on this. Um, so I don't think that... I, don't, know, I guess we'll I see. I don't really see there being any huge negative places. impact on it. They have enough of a direction already. We know what they're doing with the game. It's not like when Bioware lost somebody at the top of the pyramid during Anthem and no right. left hand didn't know how to talk to the right hand. Like, you already have something well-established enough as Assassin's Creed that you could lop off the head entirely and the rest of the body can still functionally get down the hallway. Right. Mm -hmm. Very disturbing way to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Releasing November 17th. I don't appreciate so, it. So, uh, you know, theoretically, right in between those two uh, console dates we were looking at. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, moving on to our last thing. We were looking for some good news, so that's why this came up. I actually haven't watched... Um, Cyberpunk 2077's uh, Nightwire uh, episode 2. Yeah. Or, yeah, Night City Wire episode 2. Um, you know, they started off just talking about basically what they were getting into, and the first thing that they talked about uh, were the paths, the um, life path that you can... Yeah, so on. it's kind of like... Um, you've been referencing it as basically your origin story in Dragon Age Origins, where it's like you get sort of a different intro to the game out of at least these three that they've shown off right mm -hmm. so i guess it's possible that there's one that there it might be a yeah i feel like there's gonna be more if anything when the dlc finally drops since we already have at least one coming it'll probably give us something new mm. yeah. yeah um so um street kid nomad and corpo they kind of ran down what this is it's well like we were saying it's just going to be this intro like how are you being introduced to this uh massive game and you're all gonna every path is going to be funneled into the same point and then it'll it, it'll like, go out it'll there. tweak some dialogue options throughout yep. the game for you more than likely but it's it's probably not going to be anything major some cosmetics and some dialogue options 
maybe mm, yeah. if you get to go back to your apartment or your house or whatever, wherever you live in the game, it might impact that. That'd be kind of neat, but... Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's primarily a different yeah. intro into the game. Yeah, so. and it, the, you know, the difference that we're looking at here would be, um, you know, a street kid growing up on the street, nomad growing up, um, what, in like the outskirts? Outside of the yeah, city. Yeah, outside of the yeah. city. So they're like... They, they have, cool. like, a lot of racing and a lot of other, uh, you know, things that they're into. It, that one is the most different, I think. Um, yep. And then you have the Corpo growing up in, uh, you know... As part of yeah, the systems. Yeah, as, as high as you can go yeah. until you start finding out, hey, the system is uh, garbage. Um, so, you know, basically these three options... I don't know. I've been thinking about it. It's not something that I had been thinking about until uh, that I thought about until um, I, you know, I threw this this on here. Yeah, we had um, never thought about and talked about like your character and like their background because no one really cared. We cared about the world. Well, yeah, they were <laughs> trying to keep it. Yeah, it seemed like they were trying to keep it really open, just to be like, oh, you you know, you can do whatever you want. You don't have to worry about X Y Z. Right. Um, I, I don't think they wanted um, to talk about this because they wanted it to yeah. feel that open they wanted it to be like oh there's not three options there's millions of options um right. and it's it's still good you know I, the three options yeah there was something that was going to happen with that uh either that's way. enough for me yeah three is enough um it gives you like it's not going to change anything ultimately and mm -hmm. you know if it does and it's that bad those people are going to restart and pick something else anyway um i do like yeah. that aspect i like the idea of like starting that new game multiple times to find the one that syncs up with me the most. That's what I did with Dragon Age mm -hmm. Inquisition, even. Like, I just... I always right. start something new, try it out, see how it feels, and I go back. Yeah. Yep. Uh, That's how I played Origins as well. I played all of the Origin stories first, and then I decided which one yeah, I wanted like to continue with. Yeah, like, I didn't focus on my creative character stuff nearly as much. I was like, I just... Just boom, 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 let me play this really yeah. quick, see how the story goes. Cool, which one feels the best? Oh, I like this one. I'm going to go back now, make my yep. character look amazing, and run from there. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. For me, I, I I really like the idea of the street kid, um, but the nomads mm -hmm. also really uh, it, it kind of pulls me into that. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have a, a preference? Is anyone interested in Corpo? Yes. Really? I'm extremely interested in Corpo because it seems like that'll be like I'm wondering if they give you bonuses based on which path you choose because it seems like corpo would give you like sort of like a yeah i feel i was because sure. it's a very I was thinking like, weirdly about chatty. it like my current career path and job path lend me to wanting to look at the corpo route and it's really weird exactly that's what i'm thinking that's too. cool yeah I, I don't know i really i i like the i like all of them they did a really 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 good yeah, they job all seem really cool of you know making me question which one you know, question which one that I'm interested in. Yeah, it definitely seems like what what was the uh, the outsider one? Nomad. Yeah, the nomad one seems like it'll be the most unique. Sure. Um, but it's definitely interesting to see. I'm interested to see all. Of them. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I think um the nomad is um. The nomads, I think that one's going to end up having the most people. I don't know why. I just feel like, I so. yeah, I think when we look at, we're going to inevitably see a result of like, oh, what are, you know, what what did the majority of people end up playing as? Yeah, the outsider I looking in route is always popular. 
Yeah. It's interesting. I think I figured everybody would choose Street Kid because that sort of seems like the default cyberpunk thing. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah, you're right. That's it's really Kid. tough between it, those two. I don't see many people going Corpo, though. I really don't, but I'm actually kind of excited, too. Yeah. I kind of feel like Corpo's going to be the rarest. Mm-hmm. And maybe that'll be, like, the thing that people do for, like, second or, you know, third playthroughs or whatever. Yeah. All I can say is I look dope in a suit and tie, personally. And, uh, I can't say that. There's something really cool about being able to, to take the system and use it like in ways to benefit people. So, well, yeah, I like that idea. That's like you know the inside shit, so now you can like utilize your cursed knowledge to <laughs> try to destroy the company or whatever. Yeah, I would never do that. Parody, parody. <laughs> um. So aside from that, they, they of course went into uh, some insight on the life paths. Uh, that for me, that's not something that I want to like see. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't. Much, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I don't want to listen to what they're saying. So you know, um, but uh, they had some information on your tools of destruction. This was the first time that they broke down the different weapons, like with screwdrivers and wrenches, and yeah, that's um, that's all of them. Crowbar, um, USB drives with bad lime wire apps on them. Oh, speaking of Randy Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. Uh, that is the second time we've talked about that today. Folks. Um, so, yeah, they're just showing off the different types of weapons. And what's what I really like is it has that Borderlands feel of, okay, you got, like, uh, like a Miltech weapon. Or you have... Um, vendor-specific. Yeah, like vendor-specific weapons and doing different things. And uh, I, I don't know. We really haven't had that in a ton of games. It's very, very Borderlands. It's fitting. Um, it, it's fitting when you look yeah. at vendor-specific goods, especially when it comes to weapons, because in real life, people are like that. So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, showing off power weapons, smart weapons that uh, have... The smart weapons are cool. They have like a field, uh, like a big box in the middle of the screen, and anything that it's picking up in that box, the bullets will go toward, no matter what. Um, it, it could mm-hmm. be intercepted by something, you know, if they're moving or whatever. But... Um, right. That, yeah, that seems cool. Showing off melee weapons, which they said they're not 100% um, sold, sold on. on. Yeah. Uh, it, they're still working on some. And I kinks. think one of the crazier things, of course, that's going to have a lot of impact on the game is your cyberware. They showed off the Mantis oh, blades. Yeah. Uh, they showed off gorilla arms, which allow you to rip turrets off and carry them. Um, like wrist-mounted rockets. Uh, so it's looking like a, a lot of a lot of neat things. I can't wait to see how this is going to be, uh, you know, kind of dropped. Is it is it something mm-hmm. that we're going to be able to go to a vendor and buy these high-end things, or is it going to be something that's, like, a little uh, harder to come by? Um, yeah. So, yeah, some, some, some pretty cool stuff there. You can check out that Night City Wire, or uh, in the same way that I, I've went through it, um, just kind of watch it with the sound off just to see some of the like weapons <laughs> and like, having options so you don't have to get yeah. all of the details we are we are personally um, watching so much cyberpunk info. stuff with no audio so we don't get things spoiled for us that by the time <laughs> the game finally drops it can just be all steve buscemi voices and we are not going to be ready for that Ooh. okay hold on we might be on to something here hold on now <laughs> wait a minute it's all Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, please no! All the time. So that would be amazing. 
You'll never kill me! Uh, like, he just screams real loud. Uh, That'd be sick. He'd be a great boss. Okay. Good boss battle. Oh, he yells a lot. I wouldn't want him as a boss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> like everyone's boss. <laughs> Uh, but that's uh, yeah, that's pretty much the show. We don't have uh, we don't have really too much else going on. It was kind of a slow week um, with what we thought was all negative. So I'm glad we were somehow able to turn it into a, put a positive spin on it. Very we pulled a little bit out there. glass half full kind of episode. Yeah. Uh, but as always, if you guys get the chance, head over to Facebook.com/mammothgamesinc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff over there. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. so you know when we go live. Uh, but thank you guys for hanging out. Until next week, I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. I'm Filter Cord. and I'm Johnny Riot. Have a good one.